Hello, and welcome to a very special Leap Day episode of Gaming Fix, episode 110 on February 29th, 2020. I am your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite top-level domain. I am joined today by Alex. Uh, I like dot sucks. Mm. Me too. Allison. Uh, just a reminder that I still own uh, McClunky.net and it uh, redirects to our podcast website. Hell yeah. Could you get like Gronk.droid? <laughs> Gronk droid? Gronk? Gronk droid is very good if you're like a Star Wars and a Patriots fan. <laughs> Isn't that what they're called? Am I, am I thinking of something wrong? Gonk. Gonk. Gonk.droid. Same thing. Uh, no. That is no. Pat. <laughs> they're not the same thing. Gonk droids would be terrible at football. Utterly terrible. They're so slow. But they'd be so cute at it. Would Gronk be a good droid? Yeah, probably. He's good at a lot of stuff. <laughs> I don't see why droids would be any different. Uh, right. To be clear, I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm just being honest you're a star wars fan you need to correct my philistine understanding of the uh america's favorite sci-fi uh yes is that america's favorite sci-fi probably uh star Star trek uh i mean i'd say star wars is bigger than star trek but look if 23 percent of people are star trek fans and 23 percent of (laughs) And 43% of Americans are fans of sci-fi, so... Yeah. That's the only it, sci-fi that is, right? The math checks out. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. How's, your, how's y'all's Leap Day going to be? Uh, it'll be good, because we're playing some crazy RPG in a few hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're oh, do that right. Evening. I'll probably touch on that, too. I should talk about that tiny bit. I we'll talk about it for about real that. after we... Uh, we could talk about it for real... <laughs> later but yeah thanks for i also don't me. know if if any of you guys are also big uh 30 rock fans but uh there's a very good uh leap day uh episode of 30 rock and so you know, i'm wearing the blue and yellow which is like a thing from from that episode so i i actually don't 30 rock is like i have a lot of respect for the writing because i think it's very well written and the people on the show are very funny but like that's a show where I find it like kind of abrasive to watch. So I don't really watch it, but I have seen that episode and I like that episode. Oh, if you want to talk about, if you want to talk about abrasive to watch, just you wait. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, it's it's very, very cozy for me to watch. So like, I I totally understand how that is, but like I, I've been a fan of it for ever. And so it's, it's, it's my sitcom. Like I, Oh, I'm having a bad day. Oh, I get it. So. That's how I am with Scrubs. It's got the best Fuck ending yeah, Scrubs. of any TV show ever. The ending of 30 Rock is very good, yes. I yes. Say. They all blow up? Uh, no, better. Well, okay. Scrubs had a good ending, and then they decided to make more of it. They made another season, yeah. <laughs> Which was not good. Ain't that how it always goes. No, some shows, they're just done. Yeah. But yeah For all even of its faults, you, Friends had a good ending. But even if you don't watch 30 Rock... I would recommend checking out uh, the the Leap Day stuff on YouTube. There is a super cut of the 
in-universe movie, uh, Leap Dave Williams, which is a uh, play on their the character Leap Day William, which they also created. Uh, the movie in the in-universe movie stars Jim Carrey and Andy McDowell, and it is extremely good. All right. Well, now that we've gotten our uh, designated non-video game talk out of the way, uh, we can jump uh, <laughs> right into whatever Alex brought today. What did you bring us, Alex? He, he muted himself. Uh, we've lost him. I hope you're ready uh, for some real biting, awesome video game talk for the next 20 to 30 minutes. Just oh, kidding. I, <laughs> of course oh, I don't no. bring games. Wait a minute. I, I don't know about myself. 20 to 30 minutes. <laughs> He's going to give us a scene by scene rundown of all these movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, it will not be that long. I don't have this that is much how to say. he wins. I was going to oh. say, if you want to do 20 to 30 minutes on movies, I can do 20 to 30 minutes on the Netflix Drive to Survive season two. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I, if you want me like to do uh, 20 to, to 30 minutes about the movie I saw, please uh, well, go ahead. What movie did you see? Uh, Portrait, Portrait of Lady, Lady on Fire. Fire. Oh, I will talk right. about it. Right, right, right. I actually do um, want to see that. I do want to see that as well. on your assessment. It is extremely good. But yeah, I didn't really have time nor drive for video games this week because it was a busy one uh so in the evenings rather than using brain power i watched movies uh the first of which came on sunday and that was the much uh talked about uncut gems starring adam sandler so i don't know have any of y'all seen it yet i need to eventually yeah i haven't seen it yet i hate adam sandler not as a person just as a funny man I would say in this movie, he's the least stereotypical Adam Sandler. Yeah, that's that why I want to see been. it. Because yeah. I like him as a dude just fine. Like he's, I just don't think he's funny. So the fact that this movie is not really funny is why I'm interested. Yeah, like it has moments, but it's not like the Adam Sandler yell a lot and then do stupid stuff for laughs kind of style. Yeah, like that's the thing I don't like. It's like the laughs are coming from very stupid jokes and weird scenarios. Like it's a very dark comedy in that way. Yeah, which um, I think I would like more. Yeah, and for what it's worth, I think it's a really well-made movie. Uh, like, I think the direction and uh, like all the scenes, like they all have their place, and it's it's worth it. Yeah, it's well put together. That being said, I really didn't like it. <laughs> what I that's kind of what I've heard from most people is that it's just so stressful to watch that it's not enjoyable at all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's stressful. Like it's kind of just chaotic uh, in its stress, but like. For me specifically, it's the fact that I would say at least eighty percent of the dialogue, like not even exaggerating, is yelled. Uh, yeah, like like it's there's very little dialogue which is spoken, and at some there's lots of points with people just yelling over each other, and it got to the point where I couldn't pay attention to what people were saying, so I actually had to put on subtitles because like yeah, because it was just so chaotic and so much it was just like yeah okay I'm getting a headache just trying to concentrate on this let's just put on subtitles um, work for Parasite maybe that's how the movie should have been presented originally <laughs> yeah that's valid um, but I, yeah I think it's a really good objectively good movie uh, but yeah I don't know if I loved it the ending was interesting uh, I obviously won't talk about that because none of you have seen it but yeah I think it, it had an interesting last 15 ish minutes that uh, were better than the rest of the movie. So that's about it. If you want for uncut gems, there we go. There's our 20 to 30 minutes on uncut gems. Yep. 
All right. The next one, because we do cheap Tuesday movies, my friend and I, uh, we went and saw one Birds of Prey. Ooh. So is the, that that is one that I know some of y'all have seen. I saw that one. Andre, didn't you? No. Oh, okay. I thought you did. I don't even know if it's out here. <laughs> did they? Do you know if they changed the title uh, in other regions? Like, no idea. Yeah, because uh, apparently, well, probably. They, they, well, they've done the whole thing where they're like uh, changing it to Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey in right. some. Yeah, because, I think, yeah, yeah. I think that's happening in the states. I don't think it's yet happened here. Um, yeah, because people saw Birds of Prey on the marquee and are like, "The hell is that?" But then you add Harley Quinn, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So that one, I went in with zero expectations because I haven't seen a DC movie since the release of The Dark Knight, whatever year that was, like 2008 or something. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely not up to date on DC movies. Uh, the last I'd heard was Suicide Squad was bad. And you. Hey, that is Academy Award-winning Suicide Squad <laughs> you to almost, you. You almost stopped at the perfect time. I happen to think Dark Knight Rises is very good, but other than that... <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I have no opinion. but um, uh, The Superman movies are fine. They're, they're inoffensive. I Henry Cavill's good as Superman. Yeah, but... I don't know. Birds of Prey uh, went in with zero expectations because I hadn't even really heard the reception about it at mm-hmm. at that point, point. Um, and came out thinking, yeah, that was pretty good. It was, um, I think, the way I described it in our group chat was that it reminded me of like the '90s Batman movies in the way that it's just kind of fun and doesn't take itself too seriously. I uh, want to see it more. Yeah, and then, but it's also R-rated, so there's lots of swearing and like body horror. And That's then, the. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the I saw a gif of the scene where sh- spoilers minor very minor spoilers where she like jumps on a dude's legs and they snap and yep. the wrong yeah. way. That's one of my like major like mm. icky triggers is oh, knee yeah. stuff that oh, really there's, bothers there's, me. There's some so more, there's some more, of, there's some more knee stuff in that movie. That's why worry. I haven't seen it actually. It's because yeah. that stuff yeah. makes and, me and really uncomfortable. And there's definitely I'd say even more of the of the like body horror type thing. But I, I I personally really liked it. Because Looks great because it was just like over the top fun. Don't take doesn't take itself too seriously, but is just like okay. Here's this character who uh, didn't uh, get the best movie with the Suicide Squad, uh, yeah. and let's just make a fun movie with some interesting characters. And it's it's just generally great. And and the one thing I'd also say is that since it's very explicit, it, it was written and directed and basically everything by women. Like you, you very much see in terms of things like, uh, how the characters are framed. Like yeah, the, like yeah. there's like there there's very there's a very big difference between how Harley is framed in uh. Suicide Squad versus how she's framed in uh, Birds of Prey, which is yeah, that's important I think, and that's part of why I'm interested. I, and I like the violence stuff. It looks a lot of the 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 action looks awesome, except for knees and elbows bending the wrong way. It's just a very specific trigger for me. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, no, that's, that's that makes sense. <laughs> the yeah. last the last big fight scene is like 
one of my favorite fight scenes just, I've seen I in a while. I think I'll get over everyone's it. knees the wrong way. I think, uh, <laughs> I think yeah, I'll get over it. And watch you'll it. know you'll know when those scenes are coming. Yeah, uh, yeah. but and I, could, I they make me wince, but I'm not gonna like have nightmares <laughs> about it or anything. What you uh, could do, Pat, is you could come to Japan where they have edited the movie down to a PG-12 rating oh, instead of an R. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's coming out uh, March 30th. Huh. Um, but, yeah. but Allison, to your point, when uh, Kathy Yan's name came up at the end, mm-hmm. uh, my, my movie-going friend and I was just like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> right. Just the, the way that it's like, so it's shot. You're just like, you can, it's very palpable that you're like, oh yeah, you're not objectifying these women, which yeah. is and extremely it, good. It, it very explicitly takes shots at white men, which I thought was pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> uh, my uh, my review of it on uh, Letterboxd, which is a movie uh, review uh, app and website, is uh, egg sandwiches are greater than men. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Which is on space. What? Fixed on space. That's where the review is. Yes. That's where it should be. Uh, that's literally that's that's that was like that was literally it where it's like that's the moral of the movie. And yeah, uh, you're right. Pretty, pretty much it. But I think you could just headline spoilers. your reviewers men that way. <laughs> Doesn't even have to be about the movie. <laughs> I would probably also agree with that. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> I, mean, I know I birds like of you dudes. Yeah. <laughs> birds of prey. Yeah. Birds of prey is good. Uh, I think it's worth seeing. And I think it's. Oh, sorry. No, no worries. I was gonna say I just think it's worth seeing. I don't don't really have any caveats to that. It's good. I think it's interesting that um, when I I really liked Harley Quinn in the animated series, um, like mm-hmm. in the nineties, uh, which I her her origin. Yes, I was going to say, I believe that's where she came from, was that yeah. show. And then, I really liked her there, and at that point, she wasn't really objectified. Um, no, and, especially her costume was like... Right, and, and people and, and, and dudes were like, this character sucks, she's not a real comic book character. And then as they started to objectify her and make her into just a total sex object, then she became this like beloved character, and now that she has a movie that's closer to her roots as a character where she's empowered, but, but better because she is empowered because she was not empowered in the, in the animated series. Um, she was still kind of like being abused by the Joker in that series. Uh, now that she has like a movie where she's like the sort of at the forefront and not being objectified and kind of, you know, doing her thing, men are back to hating her again, which I find interesting. Yeah. It just illustrates that like, it was never really about her origin being in the animated series. It was just that you couldn't jerk off to her. Hey, do I have and a book it, to recommend to you then? Although invisible uh, women. <laughs> although oh, there's yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, thing yeah, with sure. within Birds of Prey where people are like, "Oh, the women aren't like attractive," and I'm oh, like, "They're also gorgeous." So come on, f- I'm like, "What <laughs> yeah. the fuck?" People that's, that's people are saying that stupid. about Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And I'm know, like, do, which I'm is like, insane. and I'm like, "Do I don't understand <laughs> people? I don't understand the men who are saying." That Mary Elizabeth Winstead isn't like gorgeous because like mm. she is extremely, extremely yes. gorgeous. I, I heard this. people complaining about her costume as not being like attractive enough. I was like, and I'm like, what, what the, the who fuck? Cares? Yeah, who cares? Um, well, well, one who cares, but also B, no. <laughs> I'm like, a who cares? B, like, what? What are are we seeing the same person <laughs> yeah, with yeah. our For eyes? Sure. Also, yeah, um, I'm with you. With stepping back into your like, oh, her origins with the animated, the animated show, Batman animated series. 
uh, they actually pay homage to that at the very start of the movie. That's cool. I, I, if you know what I'm talking about, Allison, because you've oh, seen yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like in the, literally like the first scene, basically, they pay homage to that specific origin. Very cool. Fun. Anyway, it's on my list for sure. Yeah. I'm hoping I'll get to it before it's at least out of the cheap theater. Yeah, and with uh, to finish the movie gauntlet, ending with another DC film, because Sam recommended it and Andre seemed... Uh, middling on it, so I was like, "Well, he was fine. May as well, well may as well see it." Uh, and that was Shazam. So yeah. I don't know. Is that one? Is that one that all of us have seen? I haven't seen. I have no interest in seeing I that. Saw it. Okay, um, it's better than Batman versus Superman. That's good because it needs to be to be valuable. I would say so, I'd say I, like to society. I, I Did you see Aquaman? <laughs> Me. Yeah. No, fuck no. <laughs> see that? That movie's all right. <laughs> no, they burned it. They burned it with Batman vs Superman, dude. They're not. I'm not gonna give them money for that shit. That's, that's I'll go see a women-led superhero movie, but <laughs> I'm I am I'm checked out on uh, DC Aquaman. movies until they Aquaman's they redo good. their stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I saw Shazam without any of that context because I have not seen Aquaman nor yeah. Superman nor mm-hmm. any of that shit prior to Harley yeah. Quinn. Uh, and, I, Batman vs Superman just made me very angry. That's yeah, I have so, a lot of hate in my heart. <laughs> so if we have Sam's reaction on one end of the scale, which is like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, this is an excellent movie. I love it," and then Andre's being the other end of the scale, which is like, eh, "I'm probably like right there with Andre. <laughs> it was fine. Oh. Uh, it was. It was cute. Yeah, it was really insubstantial and like." I don't know. It didn't really. There was a lot of points where I just started like, looking at my phone and doing other things. It was like a callback to like '90s or like early 2000s movies that kind of, in a way, yeah, yeah. Like you know, it's a superhero origin story, so it's you know got its own. I think baggage that's the, to deal with with that, but that's the real reason is I don't. I'm I'm pretty bored of origin stories unless they're weird. It's at least one that you haven't gotten an origin story of in uh, in a movie like ever. So yeah. that, that's uh, uh, that's a plus. Uh, and Stanley Tucci, pretty good. I will say Zachary Zachary Levi was pretty excellent in that movie, though. Yeah, and and, he, and the cast is good. And I and I'm I'm just I'm just generally word uh, rooting for him as a person. So I'm like like good for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, he was great. Yeah, it. It was. I feel like it's one of those movies where it, like, it's it's. I, I liked how che- like kind of happy and cheerful it was, but some of it, like especially near the end, like the final battle, like veered very into cheesiness in a way that I feel like you could might like, but I don't know if I necessarily dug as much. Yeah the the conceit of the final battle, what it ends up being, I thought was a little silly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, my my big beef with this movie is that Wait, your chief beef, pr- my chief beef with this chief movie. Beef, now we're talking is uh, so yeah, minor spoilers. Uh, Billy Billy Batson gets the power to become Shazam mm-hmm. or become this hero from a wizard named Shazam, and mm-hmm. he get he so he says the guy's name to get the. Uh, to, to become the hero. And then he says it again to transform back to the, his kid self. Yep. They didn't cast Sinbad as Shazam. 
That would have been good. <laughs> that yeah. would have been very good. Uh, yeah. For those who don't know, there's like people who swear nineties called people swear <laughs> that there is a movie from the nineties called Shazam starring Sinbad when it is in fact, Kazam starring Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that. <laughs> they should have cast Sinbad. So to be clear Shazam. too, for those of us who suffered from that affliction, um, it wasn't that, that it, the movie was called Shazam instead and starred Sinbad. It said there was another film called Shazam that starts Sinbad in addition to Kazam mm. starring Shaq. Cause I remember Kazam starring Shaq, <laughs> but it's that there. Yeah. I definitely, when that all came out, I was like, of course there was a movie called Shazam starring Sinbad. What are you talking about? So, That's but, and, it, and I'll bring it up every White time House down Olympus, every time the Mandela <laughs> effect comes up, I'll bring it up. Idle thumbs had the, Close the book on it and no one ever needs to make another joke about it because they went through this whole conversation about Shazam Kazam. And then at the end of it, Chris Remo was like, yeah, other examples include that uh, people think there's this Pixar movie called A Bug's Life that came out in the, the 2000s. And then they just don't they just move on. Nobody laughs. Nobody comments on it. They just move on. Sick. It's so funny. <laughs> Uh, Bugs Life was a PS1 game. Come on. Yeah, that's, that's it. We all know that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I don't know. Shazam is okay. I think part of my aversion to it is when I see it, I'm just like, okay, so it's a superhero parody movie. Next. Like it's not. Yeah, but it just it looks so so intentionally I mean, silly in a way that I'm kind of I like, mean it's it's a teenager tra- learning to that he has superpowers suddenly and the like montage of like means. let's test the super strength let's let's test the flight yeah. ha 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 he flew up and fell that stuff is like an instant turn off to me I'd say that's and like five minutes of the entire movie yeah. yeah but still I mean it's five minutes I don't want to sit yeah. through and it's what they highlight in the trailer so like eh. if that's the uh, tone yeah, of the I, movie I, nah. I don't I don't think it's a must see but you know if they make a second one I won't I'll, I'll watch it. Whereas I didn't watch Justice League, uh, but anyway, anyways, that's uh, it. Yeah, that's uh, I, 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 I installed some games. I installed Dreams and World of Ooh. Horror, but did not oh, did, have I not have not, have not yet touched them. So, uh, well, I can tell you in a little bit whether or not that's actually worth it. All right, uh, mm. but in the meantime, Allison. Yes, I played a mobile game. <laughs> so. Ooh. How familiar are, I know Alex is familiar, how familiar are all of you with the whole Love Live franchise? I know next to nothing about it. Is, uh, not at all. Is this like the bang pop, the school where everyone's a musician? Sort of, bang, yeah. dream, I, I think those. No? I think that's made by the same people. Is it like a dating sim? No, no, not Is at it all. A gotcha game. Okay. Are you okay. familiar? Yeah, are you familiar I don't with, know anything. Do you know? About what do this you game? know the Hatsune Miku rhythm game? Vaguely. Yes, it's terrible. I hate that game. Yeah, it's kind of like okay. that. So I hate that Is style like of game. It's so trash. Is it like <laughs> Osu games too? The, oh, what? There's a Osu Osu. I don't know what that Osu? is. Osu. Oh, I, yeah. oh that's like okay. a. That's a free-to-play PC rhythm game. Okay, so uh, Love Live is basically to, like, not to, like, uh, condense a whole thing down. It's, like, a big multimedia franchise now 
where basically uh, it's about uh, um, J-pop idols that like form their own groups in like like within like a school setting. So like there's uh, the first group was called Muse and they started uh, like years and years ago, I think because of the thing like about nine years ago. And then they had an anime and then they had a rhythm game. And then they uh, had a second group that had their own uh, anime and like continued into the rhythm game. And now they have a new (laughs) rhythm game called uh, the full title is uh, Love Live School Idol Festival All Stars, which is uh, um, uh, certainly a mouthful. But that uh, basically like takes the the game and changes it a lot because the first game is pretty much a standard rhythm game that definitely has some gotcha elements uh, to it. But it's a lot more of like the game is focused on the rhythm aspect of it. So I'm actually uh, pretty decent at that game. Um, and uh played played a decent amount of it uh but uh while the uh gotcha for, is for the characters definitely helps like the the big focus of the game is on the rhythm aspect whereas uh school idol festival uh all stars basically took everything from that and was like how about we add like 20 more systems into it and make it like really kind of confusing, but it's it's so hard to describe. But basically now it so this is a completely new game. Uh, the whole uh, experience is a lot more streamlined, and the experience is a lot more like the production value is so much higher in this new game than in the old game, which is kind of fun especially if you're a fan of this of the characters in the series uh it's it's a lot more like like for example you cho- like you often uh have like like partner up with one of the characters and now it's like full moving 3D instead of just like a picture which is a lot more uh uh yeah <laughs> i just saw andre's background <laughs> But yeah, it's beautiful. Um, it, it, for who people who can't see, which is literally all of you, uh, in his uh, video, he put up the Love Life characters as his background. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, so now instead of um, it being much of a, a rhythm game, it's a lot more of like an RPG type rhythm game where you have to level up your characters and you have to use the gotcha elements like a lot more seriously to be able to uh do particularly well which i think is both interesting and also kind of frustrating so what to what end are you doing the gotcha stuff like you're getting characters and i'm assuming they're like different ranks but what does like a higher rank character get you that like a lower rank character doesn't? so each character has their own like each uh, basically when you set up a, like to do a, um, what they call a live show, which is like basically the rhythm game a- aspect of it, you set up a, a series of 
nine of your characters um, and each of them has different skills and each of them has different uh, like that, that kind of pop off during the game. Um, and each of them has different uh, aspects to them uh, that make it different. Like, so for example, one of the conceits of the game is that each time you hit uh, when, when you're doing the rhythm session um, section of the game, uh, each time you hit a correct note, your stamina goes down. So it's like there are certain characters that have higher stamina, for example, so that you can last through longer games. And then some of them can go for a higher score. And some of them have skills that can pop off that say, like, restore some stamina or... Uh, add a percentage to something or, or something like that. So there's, there's like a lot of stats in here. Um, also each song has its own, uh, category. There's, I think six categories and each of the cards in the gotcha, like aligns to one and is better for that category. So it wants you to have a lot more, uh, characters. So, so that you can kind of match up closer to each song. It's it's and then it, and then and then there's the whole like standard gotcha thing where there are certain like characters that are a lot rarer than others. Like it goes from rare to ultra rare, which is the highest. Uh, and those and funny enough, the ones that are super rare are also the strongest cards. So, uh, yeah, it's a whole. But are they the cutest cards? They kind of are. I mean, like, they, those are the ones that have, like, the most interesting art and the most, uh, and, like, when they, when they, uh, pop up, when, when you get it through the gotcha system, it does, like, this whole, like, there's, like, a full voice line with, like, text, and then it's, like, animated, and it's, like, ooh, we got an ultra rare, which is, which is fun. Um, so... I think that it's interesting that they're really trying to make it more uh, about the uh, the gotcha as- aspect and like incorporating it because basically I didn't like in the first game I like wanted to get good cards for my characters but it didn't really inter- interact with my uh, uh, gameplay at all because I would. Uh, Basically, just you, you just have to play really like it's a lot more skill based, which sounds bad. But this is it's here. It's like actually incorporating a lot of strategy in terms of uh, you have to like pra- like practice with all of your characters. And there's a training mode, which is another thing. And then there's also strategies that you can do during the actual gameplay, which make it like super complicated. And I don't know if I, I've been playing it since it launched, which was. Uh, earlier this week, and I still don't know if I 100% get all of it, but... Well, it's always good to start these gotcha games as soon as possible so you can get the most rolls and be at the top of the leaderboards yeah. at all times. I but you're think not spending money, so... I'm trying to avoid spending money. Um, you could extremely spend money. So that's the thing that I'm kind of, like, very uh, ambivalent about, is that I think it's interesting that they're incorporating 
kind of more of a strategy system, especially with the the cards that you're you're using, in that they're um, making much more of a strategy. Like, like I think that's that's ultimately good. That being said, you could very very easily spend a whole lot of money on this game, and uh, I and that seems like. I don't know. Like, I I get that that's kind of like it's a free to play game. So you understand that. But for example, like the first set that you can like, like in the store that you're like, oh, here's your special set. You're guaranteed one of the ultra rare things. And you get a bunch of these star gems, which is the which is the currency. Uh, You can buy that. You can buy that. For $85, y'all. Wow. Best value. Yeah, no, I got was, your games. I was about to nod up. my head and be like, yeah, the, the purchase, the thing you buy in Grand Blue is like $30. And I thought you were going to say something like $30. Yeah. Because it's like $30 for a 10-part draw like that, where you're guaranteed a super rare. Uh, but $85 is a lot of money. Yeah. Here's another yeah. one well, it's you also got, it's got premium currency and it's... Here like, is yeah, and it's a lot. Grand of, Blue's been around for a while, hasn't? Quite a bit like, of yeah. years. Well, so to be absolutely life. fair, and also but this is a new one. The other uh, there's also uh, there's also ones that you can get cheaper. For example, like here's one where you you are guaranteed uh, an ultra rare um, and uh, some of the paid currency and some of the free currency for twenty five dollars. So there's cheaper packs, but you could extremely easily spend so much money in this game. It's just that it's kind of like absurd. It's wild where we've gotten because like I've I've been playing a fair amount of Grand Blue Fantasy and I like it very much. And I don't actually think I could touch on it a tiny bit because I don't think I talked about it when I was on the show before um, because I hadn't really played it much. Uh, But um, I used to play mobile games and put a little bit of money into them, like not full on, like basically gotcha games, um, games with random draw elements. But it was like, I'd spend like three to $5 a month right? spread out over the course of the month, like a dollar here, a dollar there. It, things have changed in that space. Oh, like for you sure. got a dump. If you want a dollar is worthless games. now. Well, yeah, it's right, wild. And that's, and that's one of those things where I, you know, I don't want to spend necessarily a lot of money no. on mobile games, but I don't mind spending a few dollars a month, especially if I'm yeah. playing it every single day, sure. which I which I've been doing. Uh, I've been playing it for maybe like like a decent amount of time every day because I'm doing all the rhythm elements and I'm going through the story. And actually, I like the story a lot. Um, it's with newer. It's with new characters and it's 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 genuinely pretty interesting. So I'm like, OK, I'm playing this quite a bit. I don't mind paying some money but paying $85 there is no way I could ever justify that amount on anything and it's kind of like I don't know it's it's and the fact that that's like kind of where they're calibrating it like yeah here's the high point is 85 bucks and you can and you can buy that for like multiple sets like uh, I don't know like I kind of. It, it feels like they they want a very specific pers- kind of player who's like, I love these characters, so I'm going to uh, 
pump all of my money into this game versus the people who are like, I would like wanting more players who are like, I'll put five bucks into it every month. Like, I don't know. I, I, um, and to be, and to be clear, this is, uh, like you, there are a lot of things like that in the like original love life game. Like I saw pack once, like, uh, that was like, end of the year start the new year right uh pack that was like a hundred bucks but and i guess like I having it's necessary though yeah so having a hundred dollar pack is whatever that's every yeah. free-to-play game does that it's when it's like you said calibrated is a good term the place where like the standard payment that you're going to make multiple times should not be <laughs> that that high. right <laughs> uh right and you absurd. see some of the stuff that they're offering like oh here's a pack that you can get for eight dollars but it's like, is that even like anything though? Like it's yeah. like it's worth like one draw. Right. Yeah. It's like Basically. here's like here's one for eight dollars. You get um over the course of like you have to log in uh for thirteen da- like fourteen days in a row, and each day you get five of their star gems, which five is like nothing. Like to do ten draws in the gotcha system, you need five hundred. Um, for uh, a single draw you get need 50 so it's like this is basically like it can get you maybe one draw uh yeah and then on the final day you get a super rare ticket uh which will get you which is like super rare is the like mid-tier like like it's very mid-tier it's not it sounds like it's exactly like grand blue and the way the works and then it's like oh Okay, so you get 65 star gems and a oh, mid-tier eight bucks. And I'm like, no, Ooh. you should that I was Ooh, I've been boy. reading. I've been reading. You should definitely, at least if it's anything like Grand Blue, which it sounds like it is in terms of the gotcha system, you should never spend money on the super rares. Those things are not No, they're they're worth I, it. I I already like because of um because of uh my uh the the scouting, which is what they call the like the gotcha system. I already have a bunch of super rares. Like it's not yeah. exciting at all. Uh, uh, whereas like I, the, the thing that is kind of nice though, is that the ultra rare drops are higher in this game than in the first game. Like in the first game, uh, if you're just doing like the standard um, gotcha, the ultra rares were measly 1% of drops. Uh, I think that's what they're like in grandpa. They whereas super, here super they're 5%. So if you're doing a couple of ten, like if you save up so that you have uh, uh, do a uh, ten in a row, gotcha. Like thing, like it, it's not like I already have two, and I haven't p- put money into this game yet. So, man, uh, I miss I miss the free to play days of coin doublers, where you be yeah, paid, you pay two dollars at the start of your time with it, well, and then you get double coins I mean, forever. Honestly. I wouldn't like, like, like I said, like, I honestly don't mind putting some money into this. Like I have, I, I am an adult. I have money that I can spend on, on mobile games. If I'm playing it every day and enjoying the story, sure. I will put some money into it, but I like, it just feels like this currency is very much like, okay, we want people who are going to spend all these games, uh, because your your favorite anime girls are in it, and I'm like, man, the, you guys. 
Grand Blue's standard drop rate for is three percent for super super rares, which yeah. is their highest tier. And then they have events like all the time running that double it to six percent. So yeah, um, every so, so often, it could be worse. Every so often in the other game, they had like events where you could do things um, to uh, uh, increase your rank of a chance of getting it or. There, there, there would be various events where it's like pay to get into this. So, like, it's not. I, I don't think it's not that this where the shop is right now is necessarily. You're always going to have this. Like, I feel like I'm going to be able to play this game and still enjoy it. But yeah, but the fact is, like, the f- it's 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 very much a double edged sword, especially when it comes to the gameplay and how um to do well in like higher ranked uh higher ranking uh things in the songs like if like for example like you for playing a song you can do either beginner intermediate or advanced and if you want to do uh anything higher than beginner you you need a pretty good team that makes sense and part of it like you can like part of it is like leveling up the things which is which is like i i think i i I don't know why you'd need to spend any money on that but uh part of it is also uh like having those better cards which is like where i'm which is where i go i don't know i'm I'm ambivalent or i'm conflicted about it Kind of log in daily, do get your draws, and then eventually oh, yeah. you'll have a good enough team. You, the nice, you don't have to spend money on this. Also, the nice thing now oh, they have daily goals, so like they, they very much are like you are going to log in every day because uh, there's daily goals, there's weekly yeah. goals, there's like login bonuses. Uh, like like yep, previous game, that's a gotcha game. <laughs> whereas in the previous game, like there was definitely login bonuses, but here it's like oh, you want a daily like. You have to do all of your daily tasks, which I know is definitely yeah. a gotcha thing. But at the same time, I'm like, this game wants you to be this to be your like all game. Yeah, in a, in a way that's, that that's what all these gotcha games want now. They want you to they want you to buy currency so you can re- refill your stamina meter. They want you to buy currency to draw. They want you to buy multiple currencies. It's it's yeah. a lot. And I, I the other thing is that I feel like the rhythm game component in the other game is more fun to play. Um, so I, I think that like mm. most of the aspects of this game are, are better, like in terms of the, uh, like in terms of the production value, the, I like the story better in this one, but like the, the rhythm game is a little bit less fun, which is, is, is a little bit disappointing. Like there's more strategy there than just being good at a rhythm game. But at the same time, I'm like, kind of nice if you brought back the old mm-hmm. system though but they won't okay well i'm going gotcha. to force us to move on because we have talked about this gotcha game for far too long and the gotcha mechanics oh we 100 and... have sorry about that <laughs> oh you know it's it's okay but oh my god gotcha games they're insidious they're evil they are uh yep. speaking of insidious and evil card games Pat, once again, you you come to us with the, with a card game. The most frust the thing I was going to say is the most frustrating thing about Grand Blue is um, they offer you a 
10 part draw with a bunch of extras for $30 for your first week. And it's like, I'm actually at a point now where I'm like, I like this game a lot. I would spend $30 like once on it, but you can't buy that pack anymore because I didn't get it in my first week. So like now I'm like, well, I'm not just going to buy a 10 part draw that doesn't come with all the other shit. So yeah, uh, the nice part is you can largely get through the story without spending money. But mm. uh, I would like another super, super rare. Uh, anyway, um, the yeah, I, Wait, you're I, telling me you didn't reroll your initial draw no, over and over. Actually, I got a good initial draw. That's part of why. Um, okay. But I didn't look at the guides until after I had done it. Um, but I just want the one account. Grand Blue is also interesting in that instead of they've basically just they will never ever release a, 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 an a app to the North American iPhone store because so many people from the West just play the the translated version like through the Japanese client and through the Japanese browser links. So they know that they couldn't actually get people to play it because anyone who wants to play it is already playing it on the Japanese like quote servers, uh, which are about that, but very easy to access for. Oh, it's so easy to make an account and no, play it in English. No, I so. just mean like, you know, you get on the app store, you get like that top grossing spot or whatever, and then you get more people playing. But. I don't know. I think unless they migrated everybody, like made it all one big group. Can, can you not just, oh, I guess if it's on the Japanese server, sure. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't start over at this point. Um, I just would continue to play it again. It's so easy. It's actually better than an app because it sits in a Chrome tab in my, on my phone. So I don't ever have to load anything ever. It just like is there. It's instant. So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, just look up a guide if you want to play Grand Blue Fantasy. It's pretty safe to not ever have to uh, <laughs> think. I'm glad that I can return this to Alex because I've had to listen to so many. All of you talking about movies and anime that I don't care about. Things, also, things nobody else cares I'm, about. Well, let me tell you about all the latest uh, Destiny 2 news oh, that broke no, this yeah, week again. about next season. Uh, I feel like this week is all of us sharing stuff that nobody else really cares about. No, I'm, I'm um, just kidding. I, I know I'm do that to you. I actually do care about. I'm on an anime kick right now, so I, I do care about anime. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I won't talk about this card game for too long because it's we t- I talk about a lot of card games, but um I was uh, my dad is raving about has been raving about this card game, like sending me long, like walls of text. And I mean that with love, like messages about how much he loves this, this game. And that's something that I also do. So I was, I'm not offended by it, but uh, I finally got around to installing it and trying it last night. Uh, And it is called cards with a K the world war two card game. Um, which uh, is exactly what it sounds like. It is it is a Hearthstone esque uh, style card game, but um, using World War II as its sort of source material. Um, which certainly, if I could see, uh, find that offensive. Uh, it's valid. I am very interested in World War II and the horrors of. It was a horrible thing, um, but there's a lot of interesting war games about it, too. And this is actually a pretty well done, uses the aesthetic pretty well and the concepts pretty well and stays away from the 
war crimes parts of World War II and the awful ideology behind certain uh, participants in World War II and focuses more on like technology tactics. Uh, and is it, it also brings some interesting stuff to the table. The thing I was not expecting is it does interesting things with the card game, mixing card games with military stuff um, in that it has a like frontline mechanic where you have to push your cards forward to be able to attack your opponent's base or your opponent's like health and um, certain things like, so there's, you have like a support line and a front line and you can attack the front line from your support line, but to attack the opponent's support line, you have to be hold the front line. Um, There's like artillery cards that can fire anywhere and not take damage back. Airplanes can attack anywhere. Things like tanks can like get deployed and move and attack in this or not deployed and move attack. They can move and attack in the same turn. Um, So they do some really interesting stuff. Uh, They also kind of break the mold of um, the traditional mana curve where in most games, like even legends of Runeterra and stuff, um, you kind of need like the, you can't just put like one cost card in your deck because if you do that, then you'll be very weak later in the game. Um, interestingly with cards, uh, you have to pay for cards when you use them, not just when you play them. Their cost usually changes when you play them. So it might cost five to play them, but only one resource to use them. Um, but it also means like if you play a Soviet deck, you're actually going to probably have a bunch of low cost cards and, it's not even that you're necessarily going to try to win quickly. It's just that that's how that deck operates. The games are always pretty protracted, um, but just like certain factions use low cost cards. Uh, it is a little weird because when you build a deck, you can use two factions. So you and it doesn't have any restrictions on that. So like the deck I built is a Japanese British deck, which is not particularly not a, accurate. Not a pairing that's <laughs> happened ever. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite interesting. I totally recommend uh, checking it out. And it's actually the game is developed by uh, a company called 1939 Games, based in Reykjavik, that was formed by a bunch of CCP XCCP vets. Oh, I can't cool. remember. Who, who of them it was. Um, but it was a couple of the like key core figures that like made Eve online took Eve online from being a kind of crap thing to being such a phenomenon that it became. So it has good, good, uh, good folks behind it. And the art is pretty fantastic. It, it like looks and, and plays really well. So I definitely recommend just downloading and getting, giving it a shot. It's free to play. So, um, and you get a reasonable amount of cards for free. So it has a grind mechanic to get more. Um, and I think it's coming out it's still in early access. Technically it's fully playable. It's, I don't think they're going to wipe anything, so it may as well be out, but um, it's coming to iOS this year as well. So I recommend it. Um, it, okay. it, is, it is fun. That's cards with a K cards with a K and you have, you use coins with a K in the, uh, as your mana. 
It looks okay. like I'm wearing a mask with the way that Alex is using my face as his virtual background now. <laughs> um, wow. The, but the other thing, uh, and then we can... <laughs> This is not really helpful. This is working with the without video. Uh, very good. Um, I'm going to take a screenshot. No, I'm not actually, because my face looks dumb. Your face uh, doesn't look dumb. No, it did in the screenshot I was about to take. Oh. So I tried one time and caught myself at a bad angle, and then I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways. But, uh, anyway. The other thing I wanted to briefly touch on is um, that uh, Dota Underlords hit its 1.0 this past week, kind of as a surprise. Yeah, and how long has it been out now? Because I know we talked about it last year, but I don't remember when last year. It's been out for one week. <laughs> I think it was like July-ish that it launched last year in early access, but it might have been sure. sooner. Like Auto Chess was around for a long time. Yeah, Yeah. And then they... We're like, hey, we're going to put out uh, Underlords. Yeah, and it grew a lot in that kind of short time. Like, the updates were fast and frequent, so. June 2019, not July. Okay. That's close. Yeah. Um, It's been pretty, yeah, rapidly iterated on updated. It's changed a lot since it first launched. Um, It still looks the same. (laughs) God. Um. <laughs> that was Allison. Also has a has a uh, just I, Todd I, Howard. I tried to figure background. out how to flip it around so that the and then right. oh, they're right on our side. Yeah, it's oh, great. they are. Yeah, yeah. Allison just rotated her camera th- like a hundred or three hundred sixty. It reminds me there was a very funny. <laughs> someone took in <laughs> the 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 Nevada primary uh, oh. story, and I think it was New York Times. All of the candidates were like, like spread out on the the header image for the article, but all of them were individual HTML elements. So someone started spinning them all <laughs> and stuff, and it was funny. Anyway, um, yeah. So Dota Underlords has changed a lot. It still is at its core the thing that it was when it launched into early access, but they've done a lot of game flow changes. Like there at the time, like when it launched. Every so often you would fight NPC creep enemies to like earn an item that's gone. Now you just earn items over the course of the rounds, which just makes it way smoother and play faster. Um, they've added modes. They added a short mode that's like 15 minute games called knockout. Uh, if you don't want to sit and play a full game, um, there's a duos mode so you can play with a teammate, which is really fun because you can send each other um, characters and stuff. Um, if you haven't played an auto battler, they're basically they're they're largely inspired by deck building games. I feel I don't know if the auto chess people would agree because, you know, they kind of started it and maybe they've never played a deck building game. But um, you're dealt a hand of units that you can buy from. And then as you buy more of the same unit, they level up. Um, but when you put the units on your board, they just automatically go and fight the opponent. Um I feel like they've made positioning matter more with Underlords over time where it's a little less like it for at first it didn't feel like the way you set your board up mattered at all because they just kind of randomly ran at the enemy. Now it feels like you can 
um, manipulate it a little bit better, but I don't know if that's uh, if that comes from anything real or if that's just me playing it more and getting kind of more familiar with um, with how it with with the systems. Uh, but the thing that 1.0 really did is it totally overhauled all of the like meta out of game experience um, in early access. There was like a version of a battle pass just called the proto pass where yeah. you could unlock stuff as you leveled up, but um, it wasn't particularly robust and it took a very long time to, to unlock things. So underlord launched with the battle pass. It's five bucks. Um, so it's not very expensive and you can buy 20 levels for five dollars. Uh, wait, 20 levels for yeah, 20 levels for five dollars. So it's, it's that sounds relatively similar to how they've handled battle passes with Dota. Yes, so you can max the battle pass, you can buy it and max it for $25. If yeah. so, it's not like a huge like by comparison. Um, it's not the worst microtransaction in the no, world. No, by comparison, no. It, if you were to just buy out the modern warfare pass, I think it's like something like $80. You would never need to do that. Cause you get levels pretty quick. Like I, I I've, I maxed out the season one battle pass. I bought it halfway in and was out of town for a week and I still maxed it out. So it's not like it's brutal to max out the modern warfare one. So I'm not dunking on them, but with Dota, it does move a little slower with underlords than other battle passes I've seen, but it's very cheap to buy levels. So it's, it's feels pretty equitable. Um, and it's all cosmetic. There's no gameplay. And and especially in Underlords, there's really no gameplay advantages you can buy because everybody starts each game on a level playing field. Yeah, it's a shared um, it's a shared pool. Yep. Uh and then like the they've added a ton of cosmetic stuff. Like you can you have you can set up your board now. So before it was just you could unlock different boards for your team to fight on, but now you can like put cosmetic items around the board. Uh, at different spots just to, to like kind of personalize it a little bit. Um, some of them even have like emotes. So you can click on them in the middle of a round and it'll shoot a little emote off. Um, there's mm-hmm. now uh, you can customize your portrait. Your in-game portrait used to kind of be randomized and it would say like, it would have like a person, a hooded person in like a cloak because the idea is you eventually pick an underlord for your team. There's four of them right now. And so you would be like, you'd like have your hood on and stuff. Cause it was like, who are you? You're well, we don't know which underlord you are. And then by round five, I think it is you pick one. Um, so now you have different uh, starting portraits and there's more portraits that you can set for each underlord. Uh, so you can kind of customize your, your appearance. You can also customize the, the wording on it when before it would say like wanted candy thief or whatever. Now you can, change the 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 text on it with different um like cosmetic stuff you unlock um but more important than all of that (laughs) the actually like kind of gameplay relevant thing is they have included this whole thing like almost like a mission board called uh the like the white spire sprawl or something um and you click into it and it's like a campaign map sort of where the city of white spire, which is the city where the game takes place. The concept is like the, the woman who was like the crime Lord that kind of ran the city was murdered. And so now these four underlords are vying for control of the city by having these street fights with other gangs. And it's like a map of the city and there's nodes all over it. And there's four districts, one for each underlord. 
and there's a mix. The nodes are a mix of things. Sometimes they're a street fight where you do a best of three against an AI, but like they get kind of hard and you have to, um, you have to like intelligently pick the right stuff to beat them. Um, and then there's also puzzles where they give you basically a whole pool of characters and unlimited money. Well, not unlimited money, a limited amount of money, but you can freely level up your characters. So you're basically creating a board based on the parameters that they set, but you have a ton of choices and then your characters have to be able to win the fight in a set amount of time. So those are both single player things um, that pop up around the city. And when you complete them, you get battle pass XP and certain cosmetic unlocks for like kind of building up the city and the map kind of animates based on how much you've completed. Uh, And then there's also just modes there's nodes where you have to play games uh and complete a mission playing as that underlord so you may have to like um deal x amount of damage with a certain underlord's ability to clear a certain node in regular games um and those can be games of knockout duos or the standard game um and when you're in game and it's time to pick an underlord you can actually like see if you have challenges active for them when you pick it so that it's you, you you don't have to like remember what your challenges are and they're just always active when you play as those characters so it's it sounds a little confusing but it's really interesting and it's a really cool way to handle objectives and progression that it's not really that much different than just like a list but it, the way they've kind of made it into this sort of interactive really pretty map of a city that kind of evolves over time is is pretty impressive i I think it's really cool so do you think all I'm the just waiting for team fight tactics on mobile yes yeah. and march it's coming do, do you think everything they added to this game like over the past i don't know six plus months uh has made it better or was it better when it was more pure no i think it's better now i think it's part of the reason that i think it's better now is i think it's more distinct now um i think it's like it Obviously it's still a game where you put characters on a map and they run at the other team and fight. So it's never going to be not auto chess in that way, but it feels like TFT I think is very good. Also team fight tactics, but team fight tactics is they have their unique stuff, but it's very much auto chess. Um, Underlords at this point is, the kind of thing where if somebody if somebody played the original auto chess mod and said, I hate this, I would say, well, don't play team fight tactics. If you play the original auto chess mod, though, and say, I hate this, but I really like the concept. I just don't like that game. I would totally say check out Underlords because it's at this point, I feel there's more strategy to it than there is to those other games. Um, TFT is has some cool, unique things. And I love the way that TFT looks and I really like League of Legends characters. So not knocking it at all. I'm sure I'll play a bunch of it on mobile, but I think Underlords is a more satisfying strategic experience um, because the way that your Underlord character interacts with the board is huge. Um, Positioning feels more important. uh, And the itemization is better now, I think, to provide a really good power ramp and as you come to understand characters, items also become super strategic. 
and in a way that is also true of teamfight tactics, but um, it feels less random in Underlords the way that you kind of build your team, I guess. Um, I also think that Valve has done a pretty exceptional job balancing the game over time. Uh, like I remember when Hobgen came out, who's like one of the Underlords uh, earlier on they first introduced underlord characters with Anessix, who is like this summoner woman um and then they released hobgen who is a like goblin guy or fairy technically um who uh uses like uh fire and explosions and he's like more of a dps underlord and when they came out he was useless like no one picked him for like a month because he was just trash and at this point now, like I'm playing through his district in Whitespire and really enjoying playing with him. So I think uh, they've done a very good job of balancing the underlords. The heroes are they've done a good job of balancing them. Uh, there's always discrepancies, of course. But um, overall, I think it's just done nothing but improve. And I expect that it'll continue to improve. Sick. That's. uh I I don't know what to say about Underlords. I played a little bit uh, on iPad, and I went. I I can't keep track of who all these characters are, just because I'm not used to like those silhouettes anymore, mm-hmm. or ever really was. So it's like team fight tactics for me is just okay. I know who everybody is. It's a lot easier for me to keep them all, keep track of all of them, and like know who is doing what. It comes so much quicker and easier now. Yep. So, and I, I would probably have the exact inverse problem. <laughs> yeah, it's actually interesting that that people who have played these games take that tact because I actually think it's kind of a it, it kind of does a disservice, especially with Underlords, less with TFT. But um, you're better off like not drawing in your understanding of the characters from the games that they're based on. Like, it's not even that. It's just like. I can, it's much easier for me to remember and distinguish like, oh, okay, this is this person. I know what their ability is in this now. Like even it's not the exact same as what it is in or what I would expect it to be based on my experience playing the game. But I can distinguish out like the silhouettes and things like that. It's much quicker for me to like remember what their team fight tactics like status is yeah. basically. That makes yeah, sense to me. I, I haven't, I, it makes sense. I haven't really run into that as a, as a thing. Cause so much of the way that the game is designed is like you put like your, uh, you, I, I'm looking at like synergies and stuff, which it's like, yeah, of course th- this character is a summoner because they do this in Dota, but there's certain characters where it doesn't necessarily match up anyway. So I don't know. It's they feel like such different things to me that I, I don't have any issues. I like I'm pretty cool with both of those games and just remembering to look at them. But I also don't have their abilities memorized at all. Like there's a few characters that I do, but largely I don't remember because even though I know some like Dota and League characters, it's kind of like you said, it's like, well, I don't remember if Axe's if Axe in Dota Underlords like which one of his abilities translated to his ability in underlords. And furthermore, for a lot of them, their ability in underlords is more of a like thematic. Like if you combined all of their abilities from Dota into one kind of ethos, that's what they do. And it's not actually their ability in Dota at all. 
So yeah. uh, that's why I kind of just like do my best to remember them. But mostly I'm just looking at them while I'm picking. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see what happens with that as it kind of gets out into the world and more people spend time with it and but, you know, hey, what have you. Hey, that means it's in, it's, it's in consideration same. for this year's game of the year, isn't it? With a 1.0? It's a contender. Yep. Definitely would be high on my list based on what I've played so far <laughs> this year, but I haven't been that impressed with a lot of stuff this year. So uh, I've like- been having that issue too. I've been like, like what's an early access? What's what's coming out? What's new? Is there anything? And I'm just like not seeing a lot. Part of that's like steam filtering is just bad. Oh, it's, but, it's very poopy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, it seems like there's a reasonable amount of people that think uh, that, that Underlords has gotten significantly worse and is now a trash game. So cool. I don't know. Yeah, that, yeah, sounds you know like, that sounds like the Dota <laughs> community. So. Yeah, I know. That sounds like every game ever. I like, read a I few saw... reviews that were like, please take out the Underlord system. TFT is better. That's like, well, <laughs> that's kind of the TFT. whole core of the game. You should definitely play a different uh, game. What is the name of the game? TFT is better. Why aren't you just going to play TFT? It's a similar um, problem where people are complaining about game length and it's like, play a different game. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, t- t- there was I'm getting a little ahead in a news, but when Activision pulled out of GDC, there were, I saw some comment that was like, yeah, they don't, they just don't want to get railed on for making the worst call of duty game at oh, infinity, so infinity ward. Like, I'm still really? playing. I'm still playing the shit out of call of duty. Also the season two stuff is so good. That but, game is, uh, that game is incredible. It is good. I would, I, I was thinking and I'm like, I was thinking like, Honestly, that would be my game of the year right now. I know it's not eligible for our list, but for like mm-hmm. my personal list, Modern Warfare is my game of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, oh, but in my quest for oh yes, mm-hmm. I did play a few games of that Ubisoft uh, auto battler. That's also a battle royale that's uh, based what? on the oh, Might and right. Magic license, which is now at this point just Ubisoft's generic fantasy thing because there's no personality to it. That one is um, weird. Okay. I won't talk about it at length, but it's just like, it's, it actually is not, I thought it was like a, if you lose once you're out kind of thing. It's not, you have health just like you do in underlords. And it's just like, it's, it's almost like Tetris 99. Kind of you're, you're auto battling against a hundred people. Yes. Or 99 people. And, and, and the damage just scales harder than it does in other games. So you get knocked out faster but it's sure. all right the 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 one thing i think that it has on underlords and tft that is super smart is the characters are things like all the like there's like rarity tiers in these games so you start off with like common characters and then as you level up you can level up to getting legendaries um all of the common through like epic characters are like um like spear footman and cleric and stuff like that so it's very like generic like the Spear characters footman good. is going to be my next D D character <laughs> that's kind of made up but uh the art the art is actually quite good but foot spearman they're all generically named characters so it's it makes it a little easier for recall because it's not like you're trying to remember like who io is if you have no like familiarity with dota instead it's like well i know what a cleric does so I can remember that this is kind of what this character does. So in that regard, I actually think it's one of the better introductions to the genre. If you're looking for one to try, uh, it's, it's, 
and it's super competent. It's fine. It's, but it's also kind of hard to screw up the the formula because it's, there's a lot of blueprints out there and they really are just doing the same thing as mostly as, uh, I think it's hex based like TFT. I can't remember for sure, but anyway, it's free. Check it out. Speaking of, uh, speaking of super competent, how are you doing, Andre? I, I am neither super nor competent and that's uh, not true. Uh, You're both yeah. of those things. Yeah. Um, super incompetent. Maybe. Oh, maybe super no. incompetent. Up top. That's right. What? Are we clapping that's again? Just, no. That's, I'm just giving myself <laughs> a high five. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I have been playing in my quest to find something to uh, <laughs> to ease my my wary gamer feet, or I don't know, to, to ease my search. I have been checking out uh, World of Horror uh, through Xbox Game Pass and the xbox game preview program yeah. on pc it's so cool that that came it's to on there. xbox too right it's i don't like think it is but I, it's it only be. on pc okay. i think it's only on pc it would be rough to play on console like i don't think you could like in its current state i would not want to play this on console how horrifying uh, is it yeah <laughs> like <laughs> it's like so world of horror is uh like it's a set in japan and it's kind of like a it's a run based horror game inspired by the art of like Junji Ito and like a lot of Lovecraft stuff like Lovecraft themes. And like I had like old gods and eldritch horror and I had like a, a, what is it a, like a status effect that was uh, basically Innsmouth, which gave me gills but it was like a Japanese version, like Innsmusu. Uh So, you know, they That's just right. did like Japanese version uh, of, you know, a lot of that stuff. And it's like a combination of Japanese, like folklore, like spooky folklore and old gods and cults and yada, yada, yada. It's all like done. Like it's all menu based, basically. Yeah, it's all menu based. It's got like a super retro aesthetic, like it's from like either one or two bit color, like it's uh, like it's on a really old computer. And basically you're just clicking around in like these menus to decide like, okay, I want to go over here. There's a there's like graphics, but they're all pretty much static and you're not really interacting with the pictures. Occasionally there's like an interactable thing. You're like, Oh, I can click this and it'll open a cupboard or something like that. But mostly you're like clicking. I want to go to the school. I want to investigate. And then it'll give you like a scenario where it's like, you walk into the art room and there's a statue and some masks. Do you want to look at the statue? Do you want to look at the masks? And then depending on what you do, there'll be an outcome. Like you'll end up in a combat scenario or you'll get an item. You'll lose some sanity or you'll lose a reason, which is kind of like a sanity thing. Or you could lose stamina. Who knows? Uh, so th- there are a couple different like there are a bunch of different scenarios that can play out when you first start. You go in, it is like, hey, we recommend you do like the school scissors scenario, which is just like one kind of like story, like one little case. 
and then it kind of teaches you how to play through that. Uh, and that one is like wholly uh, takes place wholly within the school. And so you're just going around the school and you're finding items, having combat, looking, uh, finding weapons and stuff. And then you have to like solve a little puzzle at the end to get one of several different endings. Uh, I've always beaten it. So I've never gotten like a bad ending. I've always gotten the same ending because I've always like, it's really easy to do. Um, but after that, once you get into like the, the game proper, it'll be like, okay, there's an old God resurrecting and you've got to solve these five cases and get into the lighthouse. And so each time you spawn there or each time you start a game, there'll be like a seed code. So you could like, I guess, theoretically give your seed code to somebody else and you could like do the same like spawn of everything. But I'm not sure if that's actually functional right now because the game's not finished, but it does tell you like what the seed code is. Um, And then you've got five different cases you can take. And as you do those, you'll get different items and status effects things like that, which will carry over and either help you or hinder you in your next case. Uh, Currently, and it's, I haven't beaten it because either it would crash on me because it's not finished and it's like game preview Mm -hmm. or it's just like real tough because like figuring out how to like do combat well, because the combat system is kind of bad and like managing your stamina and your health because there's not a great way to regain either that or I'm just again I'm just bad and I'm not figuring it out like you can bathe between and you can be like oh I want extra health back or I want extra reason back and stuff like that but you lose so much that it it's just it's it's not going to work um so the combat system is you can either you'll find weapons or you can buy weapons, but your weapons are like, here's a baseball bat or a hammer. I found a gun once that was like, holy shit. But then it's only got like a few shots and then you can like hit people with it or you can throw the gun or you can throw any item. But so you can do that kind of stuff. And the way you do this is you've got this little tiny menu. I've got like a pretty big computer monitor, but the menu is very tiny and you select like, oh, I want to attack and it'll take time. It'll say like, oh, it'll take 100 units of time or whatever. And you've got 200 like units to spend per round. And so you'd be like, OK, well, I want to prepare my attack so I can guarantee a hit or I want to like dodge too, and stuff like that. So you're building up. But like it, the thing that says it guarantees a hit doesn't always hit. And then the dodge is just increases your chance to dodge. So maybe you won't dodge. So you're, you know, you're watching your health go down. And you're like, shit, I'm going to die. You can run away. Uh, but then it raises like the doom rating. And if the doom rating gets up to 100, then the old God awakens and you lose. If you die, you lose. Uh, so there's stuff like that. It's, you know, uh, I think if they tighten it up and, you know, take time to actually complete and like improve that combat system, it could be fine. 
but right now it's just not fun to do. And a lot of the writing seems like there's pieces missing, kind of. Like you'll just suddenly be in a scenario for like there's a whole like chunk missing between the previous scenario and the one you're currently in, which is odd. So it just it feel it definitely feels like an early access or a game preview game. But it's not super expensive. I think it's like 15 bucks on Steam and it's part of Game Pass. Uh, and if you're into Junji Ito, Japanese horror or like Lovecraft stuff, I think it's worth checking out. It's not super scary, <coughs> in my opinion. That, that was going to be my question, because uh, Junji Ito creepy. is genuinely like super like one of those creators yeah. that can always kind of pre- both creep me out and be like genuinely scary. So I was it's, wondering if it was up there. It's very like the art is creepy. Uh, yeah. You can see the the background that I currently have is actually a clip from the game. Mm-hmm. I've not seen this particular screenshot myself, but uh, so like you can like look out your peephole uh, when you go home and there will be like, oh, there's a weird, creepy guy on that door over there. And he's just like poked his head, pulled his head back in, and slammed the door shut. Like, OK, Uh or like, oh, this person's got a freaky mask or this guy's got long jelly arms or this you know, person's like called that. the ribcage woman. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. Just the ribcage woman. Classic. Just the ribcage woman. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's interesting. I keep going back to it, but I, I think I should just wait until it's complete to because yeah. there's there's a lot of like stuff where like the UI is constant like it gets really hard to read sometimes like just like the style and mm-hmm. like it's it's not unplayable it's just it could use some polish so yeah uh, check it out you know if you if you're interested but know that it's n- incomplete and rough right Speaking of rough, rough boy, howdy, the news this week. Am I right? (laughs) Am I right? Dude. Dude. Uh, This week was, uh, so this week PAX is going on. Minus uh, several uh, major companies like uh, Square Enix, or at least the Japanese branch of Square Enix. Sony is no longer, uh, it did not go to PAX East. Capcom, I don't know, a bunch of Capcom, I think, didn't go. Like a bunch of people didn't go to PAX East. Uh, but that show still happened. But not happening uh, in two weeks is GDC, the Game Developer Conference. Yep. Um, and I think that's something, who was on last week? It was Andre, Andres, yourself, was, and Sam and I. Yeah. So, uh, Allison and Pat, you weren't there. Sony, yeah. We, we we talked about it when Sony dropped out, and yeah, talked. Sony and some other people dropped out too, didn't they? Um, yeah, Facebook, but they Facebook, yeah, right? Um, yeah. And we talked about like, oh, that seems like it could be setting a trend. Like maybe if more companies drop out, they would think about canceling the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how it would it sucks for indie devs because you know they save up yeah. to go to that. 
And as it turns out, that's kind of the rhetoric and everything that went on this entire week, especially. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely what was happening this week. Yeah, and as yeah. Microsoft, Epic, a bunch of other companies, like massive companies, just said, hey, we're not going to GDC this year either. Uh, that's kind of when more and more people started to pull out. And then later on Friday, the organization running GDC finally said, yeah, we're postponing the show, maybe rescheduling to an undetermined date in the summer, which maybe that won't even happen. Who knows? Uh, Leaving a lot of devs out to hang who can't refund travel costs and, you know, bought tickets and whatnot. The, The refund period was like February 20th which I think was the day Sony pulled out Mm. maybe, or maybe not. Maybe that was, I don't know. There was a, there was a date and some people were already pulling out around that time, but yeah. I don't know. I think it was coronavirus. I think it was the right move they made. I think it was almost a little bit too late. It seems like it probably should have happened. If not last week, then at least earlier this week. But you know, the fact that it happened at all is probably for the best. Uh, yeah, I, it's interesting because, you know, like PAX East is going on yeah. and a, a lot of those companies who pulled out of GDC are still at PAX East. But like the timing of like how that stuff went down and as things have gotten worse, like on Friday night or no, Thursday night, uh, Abe, the prime minister of Japan, was like, we're shutting all the schools down as of Monday. Like, yeah, what? Oh, OK. <laughs> uh you know, so there's a lot happening really fast with all this stuff because nobody's expected it to kind of spread the way it has. Yeah. Um, I've seen, you know, I, there are people talking about like, oh, is this going to affect consoles? Uh, because, you know, that's we're in the video game space. We should talk about that. Uh, I've seen stuff saying Microsoft expects the Surface products to be impacted, but not not the Xbox, or at least that's the implication is the Xbox won't be impacted by Corona stuff, but who knows? We could see a 2021 consoles instead of 2020. Yes. Don't drink the beer. God. Right. Am I right? (sighs) Right. That article was amazing. That's, you know, uh, you know, that Corona beer is going to be fine because the fast and furious movie is going to come out in a few months and everyone will be like, Oh yeah. Corona. I don't got Corona virus. I got family. I live my, I live my life one quarter virus at a time. Yep. God. Yep. Uh, Uh, No joke. They, somebody quoted that at a business meeting at work recently. Like with a chuckle at a time. Like, or like without laughing. Kind of like, that's kind of how it works here. Like, kind of seriously. <laughs> That's not oh. encouraging at all. Uh-oh. No, mm. it's not. <laughs> we, we live our it? lives we, a quarter mile at we a time. Live our, we live our life one quarter at a time. Yeah. They actually say one quarter mile. Uh, they, well, they said, quarter, like, it's kind of like that, but like with quarters, like business. Yeah, quarters. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. Mm. Not something you should say to the people that work for you. That you, no, you know, that what? Your, yeah. your 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 future success relies on the next quarter. Even if it's true, you That's, should probably work on better yeah. messaging. Uh, oh. uh, 
because I work there, I'm not going to say anything, but it, it was a very, it, I was like, huh. That's, I, that's, that's how HQ went down. That's how uh, Telltale went down. <laughs> it's, it's not a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, yeah. Uh, a lot, it'll be interesting to see what happens with other events going forward. Um, Bit Summit is an event that I was looking forward to going to, and that's in May. They have said they plan to have the event, but uh, if need be, they will cancel. So hopefully that doesn't happen. I would like to go to Bit Summit, and hopefully we can, you know, the powers that be can start to get things in control with regards to all this virus stuff. Uh, next news story. A little on the happier side. Uh, Platinum Games opens a new studio to make a live service game. Yeah. Oh, is that a new thing? Is that tied to the... No, no. Oh. So that, the pro, the GG, like they're doing Project like a kaiju kind of game. But they're also opening a new studio to work on a live service game for consoles. <sighs> not, not PC, I guess. The, I mean... Not all their games are good. And the way they're like, like, I'm pretty confident in that. Armada service game. <laughs> I'm pretty, that would be fine with me. Um, that's one of their very good games. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical of anything they do, basically. Because it's, Cause a, it's, it's, it's a always worked in, like, kind of like licensed or like not their own stuff. I mean, Kamiya is pretty, I think something they've talked about, but he's pretty, uh, proven. So I'm not really worried yeah. about, I'm sure that project GG game will be at least good, but if they're also launching another, a service, the service game is the one that I'm kind of like, I don't know. There's no, there's nothing to suggest hmm. that there's a reason to be excited about it. I guess is what I'm saying. No. Uh, yeah. But it is like they're kind of striking out on their own self-publishing, I believe. Which is and cool. Good for them. Yeah. The jobs so, are good. They're opening yeah. a new studio and hiring people. Uh, I believe Platinum's based in Osaka, but the studio is in Tokyo. Which um, so. which studio made Let It Die? Was that Grasshopper? That's Grasshopper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I wonder if it'll be Uncle some... Death Baby. Yeah. I wonder if it'll be similar to that. Like if it'll be that kind of live service game or if it will be more in the but if you die Kamiya just blocks you on Twitter <laughs> that sounds great Let It uh, Die is a cool game that uh, is like sadly in that space of like I'm looking at it on uh, Steam right now mm-hmm. and it's all reviews are set at 69% which nice. is nice. nice but also that's the threshold for dropping it to mixed so mm-hmm. like if it had Aww. one more positive review point, it would be considered mostly positive. Yeah. Well, and, then you could go and you could play it uh, and you could review it. And, but I think it illustrates like where that game's problems lie, which is that like, it's a very unique and cool thing and there's not a lot of other games like it, but also it's janky enough that it's just going to turn a lot of people off who aren't going to mm-hmm. be willing to put up with the jankier elements to get mm-hmm. to the part yeah. where it's got some cool ideas. Um, which is just kind of frustrating, I think. Mm-hmm. I I never wanted to engage with like the parts of it that were like the service and like the live parts. Like I didn't want to go and like 
raid people's like yeah, bases and stuff. I, I liked the roguelite roguelike yeah. stuff though. And the combat yeah. was like not as good as Souls games, but it had some of that energy and was kind of cool. Yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to think of uh, and yeah. the personalities. I'm just trying to think mm-hmm. of other platinum y kind of games that would lend themselves well to like a live service property. Like I don't know, a Bayonetta <laughs> live service mm-hmm. game. I don't know. That would be so I don't interesting. Know. I don't know how that would how, work. Though. No, I was just gonna say I don't know how that would work. Yeah, a hundred bayonetas <laughs> fall from the sky on top oh of them. Oh, no, they don't fall from the sky because they're riding on a hundred fighter jets, oh, and all of their hair is connected already because <laughs> it's actually just one oh, bayonetta. So it's a strand game. Yes, it's a strand game. Mm-hmm. It's cooperative. <laughs> it's a cooperative battle royale. Cooperative battle royale strand game. Let's see what are, what are the other buzzwords we can start fitting in with AI machine learning and it's VR and it's a roguelike and all in the cloud. Literally though, it's not like cloud based. <laughs> it's the, you're in fear and fighter jets. So it's in the clouds. Uh, and uh, also it's vanquish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can wear a sombrero like in metal gear rising vengeance. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, all right. We're, we're moving on. Uh, to our next news story, where is, is a, there's some good and there's some bad in this story. Uh, the good is EA bans abusive FIFA player from all of its games and services. That's great. Cool. Uh, a few years ago, I believe, a while ago, uh, they banned this guy, Kurt0411, who's a f- uh, for basically saying some really, like gross stuff and like threatening people at uh ea over like some fifa stuff and so they banned him from competing or attending any fifa 20 events uh this was back in november and then since then he has continued to post abusive and threatening stuff uh towards ea and like personal attacks and whatnot and encouraging others to do the same (sighs) And EA said, enough is enough. This guy is banned from everything we do. Hell yeah. Go EA. Finally, they did something <laughs> we can all get behind. It, the, imagine when in a week with uh, Iffy News, EA is the one where we're like, yeah, good job, EA. Yeah. that's like, yep. Fire your customers. I think, yeah. If they're bad. I, I haven't really been following this story, but I feel like... Um, I've seen some uh, reception or like reactions that are like, "Oh, that's that's impacting free speech and stuff." But yo, it's EA's house, it's EA's rules. <laughs> also, just like don't be garbage while you play games. The end. Yeah. Also, that I think it's mm-hmm. probably better. Um, it's it's a better move. He's, uh, you know, his his response is, "I have never said anything I shouldn't have." <laughs> so. Never, no. never, ever. Not uh, once. You know, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, soccer violence. But uh, yeah, so good. Good on EA. Uh, more companies should ban their shitty community members. But yeah, hell yeah. Uh, okay. all That's right. why Speaking. I'm effectively banning myself from the fixed community as of right no. now. Yeah. Oh no. I was gonna say it got sad. I was gonna say I'm just kidding. I was gonna say looking at you, Twitter, but Damn. Well, speaking of people who should be fired from their own companies, 
uh, Riot is back in the news for that that uh, that lawsuit, the gender discrimination uh, settlement thing. Yeah, uh, remember when we talked about how they settled it? Yeah, and how we said and it was like ten million dollars. How we said, oh, that seems like not a lot, and maybe it's just them trying to clear their name. And it, yeah, allegedly there has been some collusion between the 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 defense or the the, prosec- the, the prosecution who. But there's been so, between the representation for the women, there's been some accusations of uh, collusion between Riot and the representation for the women, which resulted in a lower payment. And they may have been entitled to up to 40 times what was settled on. That's what uh, the state yeah. board had said, even when the first settlement happened. So it seemed pretty. Which is clear. Yeah. Also, what, I, was, I think it's also what we said. <laughs> but, yeah, I but, was glad to hear that they that the case was reopened. Yeah, so stuff, I think so. The, what I was reading, it's uh, I read it earlier in the week. Maybe I misinterpreted, but it sounded like mm. um, Riot basically put that prosecutor into place and was like, "Okay, you're going to handle this for us, and then we're going to settle, and that's going to help our company, our company image a little bit here, because you know it mm-hmm. looks like we've been uh, our image has been kind of suffering here, you know." Uh, and yeah, allegedly, allegedly, but I, it would make sense to me somewhat. Cause again, when we talked about this months ago or a month ago, whatever it was, mm-hmm. uh, I think we pretty much left it all off with the caveat of, uh, okay, whatever, well and good. But if like, this also means like the culture has to change there. Like mm-hmm. this can't just be a one time settlement and it's like nothing changes. This has to right. be, this right. has to be like kind of kicking things off towards a better work environment for people. And it sounds like that's not been the case because <laughs> collusion. Yeah. Uh, well, it's hard to say like what's going on on like on the ground sure, that's true. and what's like, you know, so that can all be happening. But then, you know, from what I've heard, they have actually like, you know, put, you know, women and people of color in charge of like all their new projects and stuff. So yeah, there, this is bad, but also, you know, there's some all right stuff happening, like on the, in the trenches at riot. Yeah. The last report of like cultural stuff sounded like there are improvements happening, but there are still some dudes there that like just aren't getting it and like still need to change. But, um, this, this sounds more like, the management is shitty and trying to, to get out of paying what they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that. And hopefully people get what they're, what they deserve. Word. Um, is any other news that people want to talk about that was not added? Anything important? I had some pretty good Korean food yesterday. All right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Korean food is good. Oh. Yo. Oh, you know what? I forgot. It's, it's time for the, the latest Destiny update. Oh, fuck. Because mm-hmm. they announced, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they announced uh, season, the season of the worthy and all the changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're going to phase, phase out guns. But, no, actually, uh, everything they uh, announced is actually probably good for the game. Oh, I heard. I, I saw someone basically saying that like the phasing out guns thing ruins the game for them and a lot of people they know who have all quit. Uh, 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 well, they've already quit, then why does it matter? Uh, no, no, I mean, like, they quit because of the, the phasing out guys thing. 
That's not going to happen thought, for like a I year. I thought we were finally getting to my favorite part of the show. What's that? Destiny, the, the we're here. Twitter questions. Um, oh, yeah. Then, well, then I know. Andre well, yeah, was, was all, Destiny. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, you know what? No, I was I was just uh I'd do a little troll, <laughs> a little troll. Uh, yeah, no. Destiny's a good game. It just sounds seems like it's. I'm, I'm gonna wait right until those those changes go into effect before I talk about them because I don't know. They could be bad. They could be good. Who knows? Anyway, now to Alex's favorite part of the podcast: hey. Twitter questions. you would like to have your question read on the podcast and addressed you can tweet at us at fix podcasts or you can email us at gaming at fix.space uh today our first question comes from at brock two things talk the sega classic cool spot and celebrate the daytona usa theme song this is not a question does anybody have any thoughts? Okay, but I listened to that song cool after he spot. posted it, and it fucking ruled. That was like, I mean, yeah, it rules. That we were getting to that, Allison. <laughs> cool spot. Okay, we cool can start with cool spot. Cool spot is fine. I don't know. I prefer watching it being speedrun than actually playing it. Does anybody else have any thoughts on cool spot? No. Okay, Allison. Please tell us all about Daytona. <laughs> Uh, just okay. So just just listen to it because it fucking rules. And it's, it's let it go. Uh, let's go away. Let, what? Let it go. Daytona USA. Let's go away. It is delightful. It's it's very good. I hadn't uh, heard it until uh, that was posted, and I it just it just made me so happy. It's it's very good. It, it's uh, it's, it's right. pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. In a good way. Yeah, no, it's just like, it's just kind of over the top and, and delightful. Next question from at SGCH. <laughs> what a weird Who's Twitter that? It's kind of bad. Uh, it's bad, don't you think? Uh, they, they write in asking, who is your favorite Robin? There's no question mark here. No explanation needed if you don't want to. Oh, much better. <laughs> Um, uh, Williams. Okay. Pat. Wait, tell me the question again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who is your favorite Robin? No explanation needed. If you oh, know. I, I already answered this question. It's the Robin, the American Robin card from, uh, the board game wingspan. Okay. And Allison. Uh, uh, Robin writes pretty good. She was in, uh, the princess bride, which is a good movie. She's in, uh, okay. Wonder Woman, which is also a good movie. So, how about you, Andre? I'm going to go with the uh, the good old fashioned Rock and Robin. The fuck is Rock and Robin? <laughs> you don't know Rock and Robin? Nope. Looking it up right what? now. What the fuck? This is from 1957. Whatever it is. Yeah, I told you, good old fashioned Rock <laughs> yeah, and Robin. You're right. Uh, nope. No clue. Uh, all right. Wow. Yeah, I don't. There's know. some music expert you are. That is, yeah, that is extremely weird that like you haven't heard that song before. Oh, Michael Jackson did a version of it. Yeah. <laughs> tweet, tweet, tweet. <laughs> uh, that's that's how that song goes. Yeah. Uh, Thank, anyway, thanks for that. Scr- 
Next question. I've heard this song before, but I didn't know it was called Rock and Robin. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. Next. Uh, last question this week from at Super GG Radio. New members of NPR. What is gaming? New members of NPR. Oh, yeah. Super GG Radio. NPR Ooh. Illinois. <laughs> uh, from at Super GG Radio. What is gaming fixes origin story? Uh, we fell into a bat of acid and then came out like this. Yeah. It's uh, radioactive acid. Yeah. Full of spiders. And. Uh, I mean, if, if you're going to be on radio adjacent things, which are podcasts, you have to be in radioactive acid. Yeah. We, were, we are active uh, on radio. Baby du- yeah. We were baby aardvarks that fell in a vat of radioactive acid and emerged and fell into a sewer with a, uh, with the, uh, um, uh, you got, you got thing. this <laughs> perfect <laughs> with a platypus, a platypus raised us, uh, master, a podcasting platypus <laughs> master podcasting and platypus is, the the, the one we're all is, so grateful to <laughs> uh which alex does machines uh what? alex does machines Gross. pat is cool but rude <laughs> allison's a party dude what does that make me look our dad todd howard told us they were raised in the sewer by Todd Howard. <laughs> yeah, he's like the splinter. <laughs> and a platypus. Like, Doesn't that's how you get you. both games and a podcast is there's the, wait, what, what was his name? Mr. Podcasting Platypus? I don't oh, know. He's a master podcasting platypus. Master podcasting platypus. platypus. And his name isn't podcasting platypus. No, that is his name. That's just his profession. No, he's <laughs> master profession. podcasting platypus. And Todd Howard raised us together so that we could be the, a gaming podcast. And Andre's hella and into pizza. About it. That's, but that's the party dude. I don't want to talk it's, about pizza. That always Donatello. Let's talk about uh, Destiny again. No. Uh, Raphael. Does Destiny have a slash? What does pizza? Leonardo do? What does Leonardo? Does Destiny do? have a what? Slash pizza. There's probably a pizza emote somewhere. Uh, there. I don't think there's a pizza emote. There will be. But like, you know what the worst part about switching to PC was was when they did cross save. <laughs> I had to get rid of my PS4 save and I had the ramen emote. It was the first emote I pulled on the PS4 and it was like an exotic and you make a big bowl of ramen and you eat it and it's great. And I don't have it anymore. That's tragic. It's it hurts me, man. Ramen. There's a place here that does a, a tomato soup based ramen, basically. And it's amazing. Pat, you should come up. It's vegetarian. It's excellent. Did you see... That P.F. Chang's has a ramen now, but they just put like, here's some raw cherry tomatoes. And <laughs> no, like, uh, tomato soup ramen sounds good, I guess. And it's like maybe. some edamame yeah. beans, not like edamame, just the beans. My coworker, and a so bunch of other bad things. There's an extremely good Asian bakery here that I think is a chain called 85C. Mm. I had never seen it before, but it's hot. It implies <laughs> it's a it's a chain. Um <laughs> It's and they have, you can't <laughs> bake anything at 85C. Uh, they have, <laughs> I guess you could. Uh, yeah, I know you could. They yeah, have it's too cold. Yeah, it's that's below. It's how do, how do temperatures that. work? Yeah, no, you can't make anything <laughs> at 85. It's 15 degrees lower than boiling. Than boiling. <laughs> boiling, yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> they have very good pastries, but also uh, like these salt, sea salt tea lattes. My coworker talked it up all week and yesterday we went to get some and then it was 
weird as hell. Oh yeah. Was there a sea salt ice cream? No, I wish. Anyway. Anyways, yeah, that's so that's how sweet. That's basically how gaming fix got started. I want to make. I I told my partner that I want to make macaroni and cheese ramen. And mm. she got really offended. And I was like, what's the problem? It's just a different kind of noodle, basically. And she thought that I meant that I wanted to make yeah, uh, no, soy sauce based ramen, but then also put cheese sauce in it. And I was then. That sounds all right. That sounds. No. That's, so you just want I'd ramen, but with mac and cheese, with macaroni noodles? No, I want ramen with mac and cheese sauce instead of like a yep. soup base. Oh, like you could, oh. you could basically make miso. Oh, so you just want to swap the noodles? Yeah, make, yes, I just want to swap the noodles. That's it. Yeah, you can make a miso ramen, but swap out the miso for cheese dust, and you're fine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah, I would eat it. Yeah, but but yeah, we got started because we made a game of the year podcast, and then continued. Yeah, yeah, basically the real, the real, the real <laughs> answer. You make is, that mistake every week. Yeah, for I'm joking. I was like, I was like, I was kidding. The real answer is, I was like, what would happen if you got like a bunch of people who didn't know each other together to like make a game of the year list, yep. and then I picked these five people. You got really lucky because there were other people in that comment thread that you would not have wanted. Not, to yeah. talk to I honestly, hours. I still think about that. How it's kind of amazing that you basically just picked people who were in a Facebook group. And yep. sudden, and somehow it all worked out really well. And ended with yep. ended up with people that I really like. Yeah, like I, like I, I like all of you guys a lot. And I'm like, the odds were against you there. I'm, I'm like amazed that it's worked out as well as it has. So thank I you, Andre. Believed in the heart of the cards, and <laughs> that is how we got to where we are. Yeah, and also uh, a platypus. But yeah, yeah, I couldn't have done it without our podcasting platypus master. But. Yeah. Say la vie. Uh, that is going to do it for episode 110 of Gaming Fix on February 29th, 2020. We'll be back in four years with our next episode. Yep. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully, we will still be here in uh, four yep, years. That'll be episode 111. Look out for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's going to do it. You can find me. AKA Andre Cole, AKA your partner's favorite. What, what do we do? Uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's, it's late. It's one 15 in the morning. You can find me on Twitter at cool sloth. C O O L S L four W Alex, where can people find you playing trophy? I think we're playing the flatulent cathedral or something tonight. Yes. Yeah. The flatulent. Cathedral. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll make sure to eat some extra beans in the morning. The flocculent cathedral. Uh, I didn't flocculent, flocculent. We'll, same difference. We'll have a full report on it, but that game oh, seems very. By cool. the time really we, by, the, by the time we get out of there, it'll be the flocculent cathedral. Don't worry. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Allison, you can find me on Twitter at w r i t e r s e r e n y t y, and I should hopefully, fingers crossed. Be posting a blog post for my J-pop blog today, Uh, and it is going to be an extremely long post. Like right now, I'm still working on finishing it, and it's over ten thousand words. Nice. Um, So, so (laughs) that's bad for SEO. You got to like cut nine thousand seven hundred words. You know what? I I I don't know if I worry about SEO with this blog because I (laughs) I don't get many readers. 
No, no, yeah. But no, but look forward to it. It'll be fun. Is this is this because of its ten year anniversary? Uh, no, actually, it's not. Although I did just have the ten year anniversary. I'm I'm finally, hopefully, going to finish my uh top songs of the 2010s list. Uh, and I decided why not make the list 75 songs? And I'm writing about every one of them. So that's sick. that's a long list. It is long. I am I am right now getting into is this the ordered. Uh, it's, is this no, like a it's, number it's, one is the best song order. and 75 is the worst song? Of, uh, no, it's of it's chron- it's chronological. So it's basically like here's okay. here's a bunch of songs that came out and here's how the J-pop industry is changed. Isn't that great? What if they came out on the same album? Uh, I, I just kind of arbitrarily ordered it because I did have a couple where they came out on the same day. So I was just like, I don't know, I'm going to arbitrarily order this then. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, looking forward to that. Pat, how about you? Where can people find you? You can find me at PJC Plays. And you can find the Fix Podcast on Twitter at Fix Podcasts. And uh, wherever fine podcasts are listened to, you can direct your friends there. You can review us on your podcast platform of choice. We'd sure appreciate it if you share us uh, and stuff like that. Uh, thanks for joining me, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Andre. Oh, welcome. My presence is a present. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Kanye famously said. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, our favorite, our favorite uh, great thinker of the of this era, cultural touchstone, yep. Mr. West. Yep. Uh, good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs>